Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Have You Not Heard? I am so glad you're with us today. I missed you last week, so I am eager to share with you today a fellow therapist, Connie Jones. She is an amazing woman of God. She's a author. She's a podcaster. She's a coach. Um, she's an animal lover. She's a fitness enthusiast. She's a lover of Christ and an overcomer like no other. And you're going to get to glean from her journey and her wisdom from the hardships and the dark times she's had. So I'm so grateful, Connie, that you're with us today. And thank you for being here. Thank you, Angel. It is a treat to be here. I'm so excited to be able to share my heart and my story. Yay. Well, yeah. tell us what else do you want uh, the listeners to know about you? Yeah, well, I love that you said I'm a woman of God because that is when we know who we are and whose we are, that is the most important thing. Identity is important. And so I am a daughter of the king, first and foremost. I mm. always want to remember that. And that is God is first. And then and then other than that, um, I'm a I'm a warrior for people's hearts. As you said, I'm a I'm a therapist and a coach, I'm an author and a motivational speaker. Um, and the Lord told me not too long ago when he, uh, well, a few years ago now that um, when I was asking him about, Lord, what did you make so special about me? He said, you are a warrior for people's hearts and you are my wildflower. So, mm. I'm, a, <laughs> so I'm an intuitive, I'm a free spirit. Like you said, I love animals and nature and the, I love people and the heart of people's stories. Um, and, and the, the stories in the hearts of God's beloved children. And I love to see people's hearts and minds transformed mm. in the powerful way that God can, can transform it and, and see their hearts change so that they move from what I call struggling, striving, and surviving to thriving in life, which is the way that we were created to live overcomers being the victors that we are. That's it. <laughs> yes. And we are kindred spirits in that passion for yeah. sure. So I love wow. that you're talking about identity first and then all the thriving that comes from knowing our identity and walking with Christ, because that is what we're naturally made for, right? That's it. Created to connect with him. And when he has our hearts, then, and we know who we are in him, then everything comes from that. And I didn't always understand that. I didn't always know that. But now that I do, life has changed dramatic, dramatically. So. Right. Which yeah. leads me into your new book called Warrior Arise. And you tell yes. a lot of that story. But let's first talk about what led you to write the book. Yeah, well, and, and um, it's it's the it's my journey. It's the story of, of my life story. It's mm -hmm. the I call it the the journey of my heart. Um, it's it's the the, the story of all of the personal struggle and the torment that I encountered because I didn't understand my identity and I didn't know that I was being oppressed, that I was being, um, you know, um, that, that I had, that the, the evil one was trying to steal, kill and destroy. And mm -hmm. so he attacks us when we are young and we don't know any better and we're unprotected and so, you know, in the disappointments and the painful experiences that we have in life, then we learn how to survive. We learn how to cope the best we know how. But oftentimes the ways that we learn how to survive don't later on allow us to thrive. 
And mm-hmm. so I was surviving in life, but I um, had a, um, a lot of disappointment, discouragement, and um, it, it culminated in several different breakdowns throughout my life, physical, mental, and spiritual. And thankfully, I sought help and professional help and through a therapist and a couple of therapists and coaches along the way. Um, mm-hmm. And my journey was just amazing at how God just put the right people in at the right time um, to help me through those times and to learn um, how to live uh, the life that he has created for us. Um, not that there's a, a strategy or a formula or a rule book or a playbook, but there is a playbook of, of a sort in the Bible. And he really, and, and Jesus, Jesus is our mm-hmm. model for living. And so um, through the professionals that um, God put in my life, I learned how to um, close the gap in my life between the struggle that I was experiencing. And, and that's one of the things in, in the the darkest times in my life, I said to God, God, why is it so hard when your word says in John mm. 10, 10, that, that life that you've come, that we have life to the full and that it's complete and overflowing. Mm-hmm. And yet I was experiencing bondage and breakdown and struggle and brokenness and addiction and depression and anxiety and performance and uh, burnout and singleness. And it, it just, and you name it, all of the things mm. that we experience when we are being robbed of the life that we are created for. And, um, and so as it began to close that gap and, and, and lean into the Lord um, and really do the inner heart work of my own and renew my mind to understand how to live the life that God created me for, including understanding my true essence and my true purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And I began to live like the vict- the victor, the, the daughter of, of the king, rather than living like a victim or an orphan, which is what I had lived most of my life. And so that knowing that, and then as a therapist myself now, because I was so inspired and so moved by, I mean, obviously transformed completely by the work that I did myself, now I get to do that work. And I know that I'm called to do that work with others who are in that same place where they're experiencing the struggle, striving and surviving and where they are not living the life that they were created for. And they're stuck and, 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 you know, in the brokenness. And, Mm. um, and so I wanted to have to, write my story to inspire, to, to give hope mm-hmm. to people who are going through those same struggles so that they could know that it doesn't have to continue to be so hard, that there's more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so I kind of lay out in the book, you know, my struggle and how I experienced it um, and how I was programmed. And then um, what I discovered along the way in the healing work that I did um, to become wholehearted and to live abundantly in the freedom and fullness that I was created for. And then I, um, so it's it's a lot of wisdom and insight and practical tools um, Mm -hmm. to actually walk people through getting the breakthrough freedom that they're looking for and the transformation that they, they want in their own lives so that they too can live bravely, freely, and authentically in their purpose and their destiny. Mm. And that's my heart behind the book is just to help. 
Right. It's yes. so awesome. And it is a yeah. great book. It's very authentic. Uh, there's so many angles I want to go with, with what you just said. So, yes, (laughs) but we don't have all the time in the world, but your, your pain has certainly become your purpose, which is amazing. Another thing I'm really struck with is, um, there's no shame. And, uh, I know from, you know, your story that there was a lot of fear and with fear comes shame, but you, and, and I must say your family was so, uh, willing to be so authentic and vulnerable. And I think that's going to help so many people. And the yeah. list that you read off, Connie, of what you struggle with, I mean, that <laughs> a little bit of, of everything, wasn't it? <laughs> covers the gamut, right? Um, yeah. It covers the gamut. And boy, right now, people are just suffering. Yeah. And I, I also heard a pastor say, that we got to be ready for the tsunami wave of grief that's going to come from all the losses that we've been through in this last year and all the, and now trauma, you know, all the traumas that we've collectively gone through as a nation, but personally. So what a timely, of course, God's timing is perfect with um, releasing your book. And, and I pray it's going to really just multiply and help so many people, some people that can't, you know, come into your office and people that can't afford it, or there's only one Connie Jones or one therapist, you know, there's only so many, but the Holy spirit is everywhere accessible 24 seven. And so he is the great counselor and he can, you know, you can read this book and take principles from it. And, um, and they're not just principles, they're, uh, promises from God. Yeah, no doubt. Right. So I want to circle, though, back around because I think this is really important. And we talked about, you know, uh, or I I want to talk about hindrances that keep people from allowing God to. Because, you know, because you face some of that. But you said you talked about the enemy of our soul. You use the word programmed. You talked about that happening very early in our lives when we're vulnerable. And so you and I both know that means it's in our thought life and what we believe. So can you talk a little bit more about that and how that operated for you? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yes. Um, You know, we like I said, very early on, we develop we're given messages about who we are and who we're not and what's available to us in life and whether, you know, whether life feels safe or whether there's going to be, you know, we're going to feel secure or whether, um, you know, we have value, um, what our significance is and all of those things, the messages that we receive become a, a schema of beliefs, a belief system. Mm-hmm. And, and that belief system creates a filter for us that mm. from which we see everything. Mm-hmm. And so all of life, when our filter is created out of pain or disappointment or fear or shame or valuelessness, or, you know, um, any of those things that the enemy loves to use against us, then it, it creates a, a, a reality for us that goes against what God says is true. He says, no, this is the, what I've created for you. I have authority. You have authority. You have power in the name of Jesus to be a victor in this life. It doesn't mean that we won't struggle, 
but we have a power and authority within us as we have biblical citizenship and we Mm -hmm. are, we have that to be able to victor over any of these things, any of these evil schemes that the devil uses against us. But Mm -hmm. we don't recognize that. Nobody teaches us that until later on. And then, you know, if we're, if we're lucky, you know, then we get, we get taught that, Um, you know, and, um, and so it becomes this, you know, this, um, these belief systems rule us and they program us. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then that, creates a reality in which we live and recreate and um and habituate for ourselves over and over and over and it's hard to break that reality it's hard to um when we learn to live in fear when we learn to live in shame when we learn to um you know to to be afraid of of everything that happens or not understand we we start to feel um, the pain of, of the disappointments in life. And then we don't know how to get back out of that place. Mm-hmm. And so we just feel persecuted and we are until we understand who we are and how we can change those beliefs mm-hmm. by renewing our mind and aligning with what I, what's really helped me a lot is not only doing the inner work to actually heal, bring the Lord into the emotional wounds, mm-hmm. heal them, but to retrain my brain and renew my mind according to his reality. Yes. Um, and, and that, and, and not only just as a discipline, but also as a opening the eyes of my heart and using, um, tuning into his Holy spirit tuning into his presence and connecting with him because that's the way he created us is to be connected to him and Mm -hmm. to hear from him. And and he walked in the garden with Adam and Eve every day, you know, he he talked to them nonstop. I mean, he was, he was there. He was right there with them all the time. And he is the same with us in the Hebrew, um, which I love the original language because it's such a feeling language and I'm a feeler. So mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, you know, he is as close as the air we breathe mm-hmm. and right. we just, we breathe him in. His spirit is our breath. Yes. Um, yes. But, but we don't understand that and don't live like that because of our programming and our experiences. The, there you go. And yeah, and part of that programming is a lie of the enemy. And that's it. going back to the garden, the first thing uh, the evil one brought in was doubt yep. about God, about does he really mean what he says he means? Is that's he right? So that doubt, that fear, that shame that still plagues us to this day. Right. And because the, the good news about the enemy is he's not creative. So he uses the same old tactics. He, yep. He just, mm-hmm. he uses the same thing over and over and he counterfeits everything. And yes. so he's, he's really kind of boring in a way because he just does the same old stuff, but, yes. but we, you know, we just get caught up in it and, and that's not to shame or condemn anybody. No. I, I, I was there. I was there too. I, I was caught up in it too until mm. I, me you know, too. So my, yeah. So my eyes were open. Finally, my spiritual eyes were open and I realized, Oh wait, this is like, this is, you know, I always thought I was the problem. You know, yes. I thought it, I thought it was me that was inherently flawed when mm-hmm. really I didn't understand that I was being attacked. I was being assaulted every day. Right. Right. My right. very identity. 
Right. And so for us Western Christians, we, we pray we don't get to the place of persecution as our other uh, brothers and sisters across the pond have that are actually physically in jail or beaten for their faith or killed even. Right. But we are held hostage in our souls. That's and right. so it's a different kind of persecution, but it's the same enemy uh, trying to thwart God's plan for your life. I love, Connie, that you start out with the daughter of the the king, knowing who you are, identity, because that, if we don't get that straight, first of Mm. all, who who God really is, and then who we really are in God and our authority there, then everything else can go askew and we can be taken advantage of easier. So the image that came to my mind or the analogy is I used to work in the hospital and I had clearance to go anywhere I wanted, you know, cause I was part of the staff and yeah. I wasn't, you know, as a social worker, I was a medical staff. But if, if the, if the door said only authorized people can enter, I wouldn't enter. Yeah. <laughs> cause I, <laughs> cause I forgot that, Oh, I'm an that, authorized person. That's right. Yeah. So, so we get convinced by the enemy that we're not authorized we're, in Christ, or we believe God is the enemy, or like you said, you're the enemy. So then yeah. we don't go fully into the places that we are uh, ordained to go in, or maybe like a bank vault, the, the, the vault of the, the different things that God has for us to be able to be equipped and healed and empowered to do right. what we're going to, what we're called to do here. Yes, it's we do have we have been given the power mm-hmm. and authority. We yeah. have been given all of the spiritual blessings of even and Ephesians one and two explains that you know we have been heaped mm-hmm. upon all of the spiritual blessings of God. It's mm-hmm. a matter of are we going to come into our maturity? It's not about perfection, right? Performance. It's about just under. It's about maturity, though. Are we going to come into maturity to 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 own all of those things to step mm. into the things that we've been given from the Lord in order to be to live as the sons and daughters of the king and the you know the um, the royalty that we are instead of the orphans that we and the paupers that typically we 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 settle for you know and we going back to the garden just as you said the first thing that he that that evil incited was doubt and mm-hmm. you know can I trust God is he trustworthy with my heart? Is he really, is he holding out on me? Can I trust what he says? And that is the, it's no different for us today. That is the same lie that each of us struggle with so deeply today that causes us as a result to go into fear, shame, um, or, or a self-sufficiency, a, a striving to try to get what we can for ourselves. And it creates that disconnect. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where, because we don't know who we are and whose we are. And, right. And when we lose sight of that, the evil one has us outside of the inner circle and he, but he's not, he's, he, we feel defeated out there. We live in defeat and discouragement, but we are not defeated because mm-hmm. God is victorious over that. We just have to learn how to come back into the inner circle where we belong. That's great. And that is through, again, 
like Romans 12, 2 says, have our mind transformed or we're transformed into a new person by the renewal of our mind. Yes. We do that through God's word. We can do that through the healing prayer. Yes. We do that from hearing God um, and just believing, choosing to believe Gosh, um, yes. his word is true. And okay. So I love that word maturity versus perfection. That's important. Yeah. Because a lot of Christians are striving for f- perfection, but that's part of the, the enemy's trap, right? Right. So I love that word maturity. We're just being matured into the sons and daughters that we already are. Just like, and, you know, that right. makes me think of, you know, I got my little two-year-old granddaughter. She's not trying to grow up. She just is growing up. That's right. Yes. <laughs> And so she was naturally made to grow. We're naturally made to grow. And especially when we stay connected to the Holy Spirit and to the vine, to Christ, as it says in John. And then Ephesians 6, just to give the context of, you know, the enemy, because it says we're not fighting flesh and blood. We are fighting the unseen, Mm. um, you know, war in the heavenlies and the enemy of our soul. So it's really important. I love the book of Ephesians to unpack our uh, Christian maturity walk. I love that you mentioned that. That's so good. Okay. So before we uh, go into something else, is there any other hindrances that you want to mention that keep people from allowing God to transform his life? Because he wants to, and he's ready and able so it's just about allowing. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's a willfulness. It's our, uh-huh. our will is so important in that. And you know, it's um it a lot of times we don't step into something new because we are um, our will is so focused on in another direction. And so mm-hmm. I would just encourage everybody to to see what you're what are you willing to allow to happen. You know, the Lord is is the God of the impossible. He's the, 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 the limitless God, but what is your will not allowing you to step into that the Lord mm-hmm. won't do in your life? One other thing is just distraction and, and, and complacency, com- comfortableness. Yes. I, don't even, I don't even know if that's a word, but that just, what that's what just sounds good. I, <laughs> like <it. laughs> I like it too. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's what's familiar. It's, this is all I know. And this mm-hmm. feels, this feels comfortable to me. And we, we live in a society of, of, of comfortable comfortability. And, mm-hmm. and so those things feel good, but they can really keep us outside of transformation in our lives. Right. Which is perhaps some of what has been going on the last year is opportunity to get out of our comfort zones, to go deeper with God, whether we like it or not. Right. Right. Exactly. We have to pursue that. Yes. And like baby eagles and they use eagles in the Bible, but baby eagles have to be pushed out of their nest by the mamas or they won't go fly. And so out of his love for us, he will allow us to be in those uncomfortable places in order to fly, to mature, to, and, and and lest we uh, get off too much, I have two things I want to mentioned because I know in my years traveling in my own, uh, you know, struggle with my own faith and overcoming two things, two things come to me, a, in this life, we won't get it all. Um, and so some people, uh, get discouraged with God because there's promises, but they're not being fulfilled. Um, and 
that's where we do our best and we got to trust God with the rest. We go after all we can on this side mm-hmm. of heaven, but we live in a broken, sinful world. And so there are consequences. This is not heaven yet, that's but right. there is heaven where it will all be perfected. It all will be made right. Every sin, every sorrow, everything will be rectified. But on this side, it won't all be rectified. And so I know there's some people sitting in places where, you know, they've been praying forever and ever and ever, and they haven't gotten the answer they want. They've gotten answers and they've gotten God's presence. And he's, he's been doing layers of healing. Well, in your journey, Connie, wasn't overnight, right? Oh gosh, no. And, and, and it's still not, it's, it's still not complete. I mean, it's still not right. There are things, there are unanswered prayers that I, you know, that I don't yes, understand, me too. but I, but I, what I do understand because I've, I've, I've spent time with him is that the Lord is good and he yeah. is the answer. And I, I don't want, I don't want anything on my own that is not, that is outside of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I am much better off waiting on him than trying to move ahead myself. And I do, mm. under, I do understand that at this point. Right. You know? And so the greatest healing is a salvation, knowing that we can live forever with Christ and it will all be rectified. And then in the present, knowing we're not alone, that he's in it with us. Mm, yes. So whether we're in that ditch and we feel stuck or we are, thriving in our purpose or somewhere in between, we are never alone and he is always with us. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I just, I just know that some people will look at the outcome instead of the process. Some people, and it sets them up for, for failure, for meaning being disappointed with God, meaning that letting that doubt come in to believe, oh, he's not answering my prayers. Well, what you've right. come to know through your your years of, of restoration and healing and transformation is that God knows best and you're in the safest place, the best place you can be when you're right. in his will, it sounds like. Yeah, well, and even still, as much as I love my story and I see his hand in it, every bit of it, and I see the loving detail mm-hmm. of of his writing of my story, I still, <laughs> there are many days where I wouldn't have chosen my story. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I hear you. Yes. you know, yeah. I, would, I, I can think of a lot of other stories I, I would have written for myself that I right. think I know best, but right. we, we won't have complete understanding until we get to heaven mm. and see what God, he has a bigger plan. And so we have to, it's about, creating such trust and, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and relationship with him that we can trust him as the author of our story, even when we don't understand or like some, right. of, the, some of the chapters of our story. Amen. Amen. And that is, yeah. we look at the long haul, not the, the moments, right. That's and right. he, and he sees it all. It also makes me circle back to that, the, that you started out about the will and our wills. And this is like, you know, how you, you learn it and you go, duh, why didn't I think of that? (laughs) (laughs) I I read, um, and I'll give credit because I remember who it is, JD Walt. And he has a little devotional on wilderness experience, which is great. But he says, 
you know, God wants to, he's the, he's the God who heals. And part of what he wants to heal is our will. Mm. And I just went, Oh man, light bulbs went off. I'm like, I never thought about praying to get my will healed, meaning that I would submit, that I would want what God wants. And of course, God has done that over the years, but I've never thought to pray for that. And, and of course, there's still areas where I'm rebellious. So we can pray for God to heal that in us because that's what got broken right in the garden. Adam and Eve, as you talked about, they were just walking and talking, doing life with God until the doubt came in the evil one tempted and they bit, they took the bite. And so their will got broken. They were disobedient against God. They trusted themselves. They trusted the evil one over God. And we still do that every day. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And and then we tell ourselves, well, they can, we look at others and we think, well, <laughs> they can get away with eating the apple. Why do they get away with eating the apple? And why couldn't I eat the apple? You know, it's like, they, there you it, go. It looks like everybody else's, you know, it's, 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 that's a whole nother syndrome. That right. We have, the, whole, you know? <laughs> the whole comparison trap. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So Lord, heal <laughs> our will. We'll just that's pray. Right. That's okay. Right. So let's, let's talk yeah. more about he- hearing from God yeah. and you know why that's important. And then do you have some tips for folks? Oh gosh. Yes. Um, you know, hearing from God is well, first, it's a, it's a willingness and it, it's, it's understanding that we are created to hear him. He is, it's, it's like this. I, I always like to think of this because this makes it so plain in my, in my mind. We have how many millions and I don't even know, billions of people in the world right now. Mm-hmm. And out of all of the people in the world, the people that you are closest to, you may have heard hundreds of thousands of voices, but you know the voice of the ones that you know the best over all other voices. Mm. You never mistake your mother's voice for anybody else. You never mistake, you know your friend's voices when you hear them. And Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with God. We just, when we have a relationship, when we spend time in his presence, when we, and, and, you know, I had to start out by, Lord, I want to hear your voice. I don't mm. want, I don't want to know about you. I want to know you. Mm. I want to know who you want to be to me. Mm-hmm. And like, I want you to like speak my language. And he does. It's so funny. He speaks our language. He has a love language with each of us that is mm-hmm. so unique. And mm-hmm. it really, a lot of times sounds like a spontaneous voice in our head a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then of course we have the plumb line to line it up with is, is it, you know, is it aligned with the fruits of the spirit is a line? Is it biblical? You know, is it a biblical, is it biblically based, you know, to know that it's from him, but we know in our spirit, we're created to have that intimacy with him and to hear his voice all the time. And he is not withholding from us. What's happening is we just haven't, because we do live in survival and and striving and struggling, most of the time we just close down our spiritual senses and the the noise is so loud Mm -hmm. that we, that we don't spend time in the stillness hearing the still, the quiet, still voice, because he's not going to compete with anybody else for our attention. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He wants to speak and he is speaking all the time. He's wanting to tell us all the incredible things, all of it. He, 
you know, as my podcast, you know, the, the unveiling podcast, it's, he wants to unveil his mysteries to us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's nothing, he's not hiding himself from us. He's hiding himself for us. Oh, that's a good distinction right there. Yeah, that's good. because he wants us to seek him out. Mm-hmm. And it's not hide and seek. It's not a game that he's playing with us. And I used to think that too. I used to think, is this some kind of sick joke, Lord, that I can't hear your voice? Like what is, you know, and, and sometimes there are quiet seasons where he speaks a little less and he wants to spend time and he's, it's always whatever he's doing, he's loving us. Yes. Because that's his character. He can't be any other way. Right. But, but he, when he, when we're not hearing from him, usually it's because of, um, you know, maybe there's doubt or unbelief there, or maybe it's, we just haven't learned to tune our spiritual ears. We haven't opened and, and aligned our senses with his frequency, with his wavelength, mm-hmm. with his, with his spirit, which mm-hmm. functions in the stillness and the peace, not in the chaos of the world. And right. I think, I think the word for, um, the Hebrew word for evil is Ra, I'm pretty sure. Mm. And the word Ra actually means chaos. Mm. Evil is the same thing as chaos. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so evil wants to keep us locked into that chaos and distracted and in the noise so we can't hear his voice. Mm. And so it's, he, wants, he wants us to seek his presence. Make mm-hmm. it quiet mm-hmm. and find them in the stillness. Mm. Wow. Again, we could unpack all that all day. Um, <laughs> but so a uh, few things come to mind is that we're naturally wired to hear his voice. You know, the word says, my sheep hear my voice. We are considered sheep That's and right. he's the shepherd. That's one of the imageries he gives us. And, oh. uh, as a side note, sheep are pretty dumb and they need a lot of help. <laughs> so that's exactly right. <laughs> it yeah. just t- tells us our dependency on the shepherd and our creator. But he's like you said, his character is love. So whatever is happening, but that's something we've got to decide. And sometimes we have to choose to believe that even right. when it's unloving or we choose to believe somebody that we trust. That's it. Right. Oh, and and yes. follow them. And that's kind of what, you you know, happens in counseling, um, especially in Christian counseling, that we're choosing to trust another human that has a connection with Christ that we don't have until we can have that own connection or maybe a spiritual mentor or a, a pastor or something or just a fellow believer, because we all have that ability to do that. Um, so yeah. you, so you've learned to hear him. You've learned to know the personal ways. I love it. Remind me of Job because Job knew about God, but he ended up through his suffering, knowing God personally. Oh, yes. That gives me chills. As you say that we can yes. all relate, we can all relate to yes. that at some level. <laughs> and again, especially in the world we've been living in. I mean, I never, of course, in our lifetime, I'm not sure ever mm. have we all collectively, been through something like this where it's at everybody's front door and every time you open your phone a bazillion times a day the evil and chaos going on right that's exactly right and yeah we get tuned into you know we're so you know we're creatures of habit and and Mm -hmm. creatures of we have a, a great adaptability god created us that way for survival purposes right yet it's like we've learned to we've over adapted our survival mechanisms 
and under-adapted our thriving mechanisms. And so we, we um, or our thriving, our thriving abilities are under-adapt. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we need to, to, um, to work on those intentionally so that we don't just continue to live in that, that's that surviving mode, mm-hmm. you know, and um, because that's where a lot of us, you know, we just, that's where it is so noisy and right. we're distracted. And that gets, we're, we get so, that becomes so familiar to us that it's just that we don't even stop to question it many days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So intentionality is important and hearing stories like yours, the overcoming can inspire people to keep persevering because yours is a journey of perseverance. Yes. So in our world that it's instant everything, right? Oh gosh. Yes. So speak to the power and the need for perseverance especially when you're struggling, especially when you're in that dark place. Oh my gosh. Yes. It, you know, it's, um, that it's, it's about really getting to the point where it's, what do you want most, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and what do you really want? I guess what comes to my mind is, you know, Jesus asked that penetrating question. I mean, he wasn't, you know, it sounds like a dumb question when he was asking the guy, um, the guy who's mm-hmm. paralyzed at the pool of Bethesda, you know, right. he'd been there for 38 years and lame. And he, you know, every time he was, he was at the pool and every time he would get up, you know, would try to um, get into the pool to be healed, you know, someone else would get in first. And the, the question that Jesus asked him is, do you want to be well? And he knew exactly what he was asking him. He was asking him, do you want to are you willing to do what it takes, number one? And do you believe? And is this what you really want? Mm. Because, you know, it, it's, we just, we don't even know that we're settling, but that's, we so easily settle right. for living an ordinary existence, for the struggling, striving, and surviving. And mm-hmm. breathing and existing is not living. And and we've got one as Mary Oliver says, she's one of my favorite poets. She says, we've got one wild and precious life. Um, and so we can live in the discipline and the perseverance, or we can live in regret. Right. And, right. and, and, you know, there is more mm-hmm. and it's, it's like anything we want. If, if it's important enough to us, if we're either inspired enough or we're desperate enough, then we will do what it takes to get it. And we there, you it <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and so it took me, it took me years of studying and reading everything. I mean, I got, I got to, and I, I express that in the book. I talk about that defining moment of the turning point of, you know, when I was experiencing a, a power, a really pivotal breakdown that was dark and, and hard and I knew that, all right, this is it. I have got to find the answer. I've got to seek out this, mm-hmm. the solution to this. And mm-hmm. I just knew at that moment that I was not going to stop until I learned how to close this gap that I felt in my life. That was a, a gaping. It was, it was, it was a huge gap um, that, that felt like a gaping wound at that point that, that, that was just, um, so far from what 
God intended me to live. Mm -hmm. And so I was willing to do whatever it took Mm -hmm. um, to, to find, to find solutions. I wanted an extraordinary life. I didn't want ordinary. Mm -hmm. And you know, that can be, to me, that's a reflection of the, the, the slow, gradual healing that was going on, right? Yeah. To, to be able to get you to that point to empower you to want that. That's because right. that wanting, that's not, that's, that's not from you. You know, right. you, you didn't dig that up. It was no. a, a, a revelation as you did the hard, slow work, those steps of perseverance of not giving up. Right. Um, because, you know, if we had all day, we could tell lots of your stories of perseverance, but, but there is a moment and, and you came to that moment and, and you chose and we get that choice. Um, but even in that choice, the Holy spirit is, is empowering us to say yes. So we, we keep asking him to help us. We keep, and, and it sounds like, from what you're saying, you kept in the word, you kept, you know, so you were doing these things that, that, um, bring life, even if you don't feel it in the immediate, even if there's not a, the answer prayer we're looking for, it is answering prayers and it, it all is, is the answer. Yes. Yeah. So I think of the foundation of being built and, and, and the house and, you know, we look at the house and we, uh, we tend to just look at all the fluffy, pretty stuff. Uh, and that's like our stories, you know, we, we look at, oh, look at the outcome. Look at Connie. She's doing all this great stuff. But man, there was a lot of hard work to, <laughs> to, to dig out the roots and to build the foundation yeah. and to uh, build it up over time. So that's our lifetime here, right? That's it. Uh, that's our job here is we keep taking those steps with God. We keep letting him help us overcome through whatever our, you know, story is. And like you said, we don't know, we don't get to choose it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I I like to think of it as a journey of becoming, you know, it's a, it's awesome. And and what are we becoming? You know, Mm -hmm. what do I, what do I want to become more of, or, you know, Mm -hmm. where am I headed, you know, every single day. And I'm just a, um, I'm, I love learning. I love developing. I love Mm -hmm. growing. Um, that's just, it's a lifelong pursuit and I just don't want to live any other way. (laughs) Right. And there's some people that are not knitted to be as passionate as you are. So what I would say to them is, is here's the choice. We can either be better or bitter. That's right. Yeah. Period. So it's Mm -hmm. not even a matter of if you're not like Connie and you're chasing a dream and you're so passionate and you want to be extraordinary, you, you might be saying, I like being ordinary. It's okay with me. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but in that you have the choice. Are you going to keep getting better or are you going to get better? Because those are really exactly our right. only options or are we going to live in fear or are we going to live in faith? Um, yeah. So yeah, boy. Okay. So like we talked about, there's so many people right now that are discouraged and feeling you know, that lack of hope and purposelessness. Mm. So what would you say to them, Connie? Mm. Yeah, well, and I know I I completely understand. And that's where, I mean, you know, this is going to sound so cliche, but like read the book, read my story. And Mm -hmm. and because I wrote it for that reason, because I even think I, I put those words in there to skirt, you know, if you're feeling, if your days are a marathon of disappointment, discouragement, and disillusionment, um, then 
you know, it's the, this is your hope. This is hope. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it's not, again, it's not that, you know, I have all the answers. I don't, but I can, um, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, um, hope filled story of leading you to the one who does. And yes. it's very practical, um, applicable things yes. that you can, um, use to, that will help you through that journey to, to discovering, um, your, you know, that deeper relationship with him and, um, and th- a deeper relationship with yourself, a more authentic relationship with yourself and more, yes. much more peace and freedom inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the other thing is ask him, you know, ask him for, um, for this, um, for what you need. He is always pursuing you, inviting you, wooing your heart. Um, and he is so wanting, he's, he desires to, to be close to you, to be connected to you, to speak to you, to, to be with you in your pain. And oftentimes that's a survival mechanism. We move into self-protection and mm. when, when we're self, when we're discouraged, right. But if we will move, we'll lean into him instead of protecting ourselves from him, then we can, um, he, he will lean into us. And, you know, he says, he says in his word, if you will seek me with your whole heart, then I will be found by you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, you know, just keep seeking, keep asking, ask him the hard questions, ask mm. him all the things because you matter and you are important. And he is wanting to minister to your heart. He wants to be close to you. And so don't give up that hope um, and, and, and stay the journey. Mm, That's so good. That's so good. And um, yeah, you, we just keep putting one foot in front of the other. I will say, Connie, um, gosh, we could talk forever and ever. And um, we have so much to talk about. Maybe we'll do part part two. two. (laughs) Wow. I am so grateful for you being willing to share your heart and your story. And I will say, I want to tell the listeners that the the book is so winsome. Your writing is so winsome. It is so easy to read, captivating. And it is very practical. It has reflection part has an application part so it's something you could do with a group you could do by yourself it is uh, i know god has this for such a time as this connie and um it's going to help a lot of people and i'm grateful i get to get the word out for other people to hear and know about the book and about you um is there any last thing you want to share um, no, I just, you know, I, for the people who are, you know, who are struggling for, uh, who are hurting, um, you know, just know that there is more and that, um, and that there's nothing wrong with you. You haven't done it all wrong. Um, that shame and that judgment and that condemnation that goes on, you know, inside of us thinking that we're the problem and that, you know, we just can't get it right. That mm-hmm. is serving no one. And, the, the, the whole thing is, is that you have a special, special piece of God's heart that nobody mm. else shares and you being, you not being you is cheating you and it's cheating the world out of your greatness and out of your gifts and out of your beauty. And so you are enough, you do matter. Um, and no one else brings 
what you bring to the world the way that you do. Mm. And so I just want to encourage you to, to just pull out, you know, the, the authentic parts of you, bring back to life the parts of you that maybe you have um, lost touch with or, um, you know, um, maybe have um, shamed or um, rejected. And, and, and it's time to show up in your fullness and live bravely, freely and authentically in who God created you to be. Mm, wow. Great word to end on. And do you mind closing us up in prayer, Connie? Not at all. Uh, thanks for the opportunity for this. So Lord, we just praise you, God. We just thank you. We thank you that you are a, a limitless God, that you love us so much and you love us in all the details, Lord, and you speak our language in exactly the way that you know we need to hear it in every way, that you pour out your goodness to us in abundance in each moment. And Lord, we just, I just ask that you just, in the people that are listening to this right now and people all over the world, Lord, to just give them a knowing, just a, a, a sense, a supernatural sense of your presence and, and a sense of your love in a way they've never experienced it before in such a real, personal, and intimate way. And Lord, I pray healing over all of the individuals that need it, all of our nation, Lord, and the world. I pray for peace and love and your harmony, the way that you originally created our world to be, to come back into alignment with your blueprint. Lord, just open our eyes, open our hearts to experience more of your goodness and your love. And we just thank you. We praise you. And, and, and Lord, we just, and, and I just, I just bless those who are listening and just um, answer their prayers in, in a way, Lord, where they just know that you see them. And, they, and that they know they are valuable and that they matter. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Connie. Oh, thank you. I well, my friends, we were created to have intimacy with Christ and to know our identity as his son or daughter. So I encourage you to get Connie's book to reinforce the truths we talked about today and even more and truly get your life transformed so that we can be the best we can be with Christ here on earth and help other people and be solutions to this hurting world. Also, I want to thank you for your thoughts and prayers. Last week as I was on the mission field, we were in the States, but we were filming a TV series that gets to be broadcast over in the Persian world. And it is such a privilege to get to partner with you guys and with other people of faith to share God's love and the hope and healing that he has available for him. So please play, pray that Flourish, our TV series, would flourish and um, accomplish what God intends it to. Until next week, God bless. Keep in the scriptures. Seek more of Christ. And I'll talk to you later. Mm -hmm.